focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Matthew chapter 18, 21 to 35. Then Peter came to him, that's Jesus, and said, Lord, how often should my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Somebody must have gotten on Peter's nerve. <laughs> and Peter must have been looking at him like, see, it's because of Jesus I have not shown you crazy. <laughs> Somebody must have, because see, this question is coming from a deep place. How many of you know there's some questions that people ask you and you know it's just normal questions. But there are other questions they're asking. You know this from a deep place. This question is from a deep place. How often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? And he was trying to be, you know, let me just go for the upper limit. Say, is he up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times but up to 70 times seven another one says 77 times seven therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts somebody please write that down somewhere settling accounts it's interesting, Jesus is speaking about forgiveness. It's actually Peter who introduced, you had a question last week, you didn't ask again. It was actually Peter who came and said, you know, how far should I forgive? And Jesus does not just go deep into theology or into the laws of Moses. He goes into accounting. Write that down. Now write this down. Forgiveness is about accounting. <laughs> this is important. Once you understand this, you understand that forgiveness is not an emotional thing because accounting is not emotional. How many of you know that's true? Do you know that your accounts are not emotional? That when you go to, that when you go to your, your bank, right, and you go to the counter, you write your account number, you were back in the day when you couldn't check, check your account. You write your account number or you couldn't log in. They won't say, let's not make you feel bad. To tell you that you have only 7,326 Naira 15 Kobo. Do they factor your emotions into the account? Oh, tell me, do they? Do they pamper you and say, ah, oh, you know what? We don't want to feel bad, oh, so we can't afford to tell you. <laughs> Is that what happens? What do they do? What do they do? They see it as it is. He it said it's like a king. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and the payment be made. 
The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But the servant went out. Watch this now. So the servant was forgiven. The master had compassion on him, released him. And, but this same servant that was released, forgiven, went out and found out one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, a much smaller amount of money. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me. OGB like, feel like preaching now. Pay me what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, have patience with me. And I will pay you all. And he would not. But went and threw him into prison. Till he should pay the debts. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done. They were grieved. And came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master after he had called him said to him. What did they call him? What did they call him? What did he call him? Shout aloud. Shouted louder. He didn't call him unforgiven servant. He called him wicked. In other words, unforgiveness is wickedness. <laughs> Many tables were broken today. Therefore, it means that living in unforgiveness makes me a recruit in the devil's army. Because the devil operates with spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Every time I'm in unforgiveness, whether I acknowledge it or not, my label in the spirit is wicked. The label by which I'm identified in the spirit. Of course, not in the courts of God, but in the courts of the astral realm, in the courts of battle the spiritual realm this is a big issue it is a it's a huge deal which has left many believers stranded and locked out of the ultimate manifestation of the purposes of god i said you are a wicked servant i forgive you all that debt because you begged me should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you and his master was angry how many of you know that you can be angry with someone you love his master was angry and delivered him up to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him so my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you not from eye service not from body language but from his heart media you ought to be faster than this if you do not if each of you from his heart from his heart does not forgive his brother, his trespasses. 
please help me look for seven people and tell them you need to settle scores God's way. Look for. Now look at yourself and tell yourself seven times. I need to settle scores God's way. Father, this is such a tough message for many of us. Because in many ways we feel entitled. And in many ways we have been hurt. In many ways we have been negatively impacted. By the decisions, the indecisions and the indiscretions of many people. Lord, there are people under the sound of my voice who have been raped. There are people under the sound of my voice who have been cheated. In business, at home, in relationships. The people under the sound of my voice who have felt abused maybe by people even in church or authority figures or places and spaces god yet your word foreseeing all of this gave us a template a blueprint an effective method of settling scores your way so father we receive the spirit of wisdom and humility not to defend our standpoint but to align with yours not to hold on to what we think are our entitlements and entitlements in the flesh but to surrender completely completely to what you say spirit of the lord move with every word every sound that will not be distracted and sucked into the historical landscape of our experiences but we will be absorbed in the tides of mercy and waves of love that we will not try to forgive in our own capacity but by the ministry of your spirit we will let go of everything that we have held unto in jesus name we have prayed thank you lord now do not doubt that god is a god of justice is a god of justice and if we had enough time we'd go through the book of psalms and the book of psalms alone you're going to find nothing less than 50 references in different chapters that speak about the god of justice you're going to find that as well in the book of isaiah as a matter of fact one of the things that the king of zion will come to do one of the things don't get distracted don't get distracted or god don't get distracted one of the things that the king of zion will come to do is that he's coming with a plumb line and if you know what a plumb line is in architecture on construction engineering that is what you used to ascertain the accurate accuracy of the alignment of the wall you know that thing that has the green fluid in it is sort of what you use when you they don't use that the human eye can be deceptive are you following that you know how it can look like something look at something it's straight but when you compare that thing that you thought was straight to something else that is actually straight you see that is 
jagged. Like if you edit videos sometimes, like on your InShot or whatever app, and you feel like it's already straight, and then you post it on your a story, and you see that it's misaligned when you compare it to the line of your phone. So the human eye can be deceptive. Similarly, human judgment can be deceptive. And so what you think is justice is actual, can actually turn out to be injustice. Let me give us an example that many of us can identify with. Hannah, you've seen those movies um, like Taken, where you have Lee, Liam Neeson, right? So you see Taken, everybody seen Taken? So they took his daughter, but they messed up with the wrong guy. So I will find you and I will kill you right and so he, it's justice don't take my daughter don't take anything that belongs to me but then you take his daughter and the quest for justice how many people does he kill tell me how many people does he kill <laughs> they kill dozens of people now if you watch other other movies give me the, all those movies those john wick for the sake of a dog right for the sake of a dog he kills now they've done three parts i think is it the fourth one is out they've done three parts all right but it's going to be a fourth one because of the way they end of the third one so because of a dog are you following this now he goes on a justice spree but it becomes injustice because even the human conscience knows this that the life of a dog is not comparable to the life of a human being. Now, it's possible for us to look at all those stories and say, well, you know, that's unrealistic. But what also happens in human nature is anytime you take on the responsibility of enforcing justice over an injustice that has done you, you shed more blood than there needs to be shed. This may not be palatable. This may not be easy on the flesh, but it is the truth of the word of God. Somebody will come and say, Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. Peter, you have no idea how bad it was. It could be your stepmom, you know, growing up and the way she used to smack you with the orogun. The Uruguay is a cooking implement that used to turn things and maybe they used to smack you though. Fiscal abuse sometimes and affected your esteem. It humiliated you. You struggled for years and years to regain your confidence over time. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. <laughs> right? Struggling that way. Maybe led you into all kinds of vices as you try to find yourself in different places. You're like, how can I forgive them? How? Maybe those who were sexually assaulted, violated, mishandled, mismanaged, broken. How can I forgive them? One of the things I want to encourage you is before we go into the technicalities and nitty-gritty, if forgiveness was a losing strategy, God would not recommend it. You need to start from that point of view. That if forgiveness made you a loser, God will not say forgive because God forgives more than anybody in this world. True or true? God has been so abused. If you feel abused, God has been so abused. 
that his name is used as a swear word. People call the name of Jesus over Jesus Christ out of desperation. Jesus Christ. Even when some people are fornicating. Jesus, Jesus. It's good to see you, buzzy. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Some folks are looking like they know what I'm talking about. Imagine. People, God has been abused. God, if you are really God, why did this happen? As if it was not God before that thing it was ever created. I wanted to follow what I'm saying. I'm not here to diminish your pain. I'm here to amplify your revelation. I'm not here to make light of what you've been through. I'm here to help you see it in the right light. If love would make you a failure, God would not be love. Because God is not a failure. And God is love. See, but, but they will take me for granted, of course, just like you have taken God for granted. Are we following this? In Isaiah 55, he says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. He said, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. What it means is, if all I'm doing is processing what happened to me from the perspective of the earth, I am as disempowered as my experiences. This is the reason when you want to catch a rat or a mouse. How many of you have been in all those buses before? Listen, gentlemen, I've come to sell you something that will give you peace of mind. This thing that I want to sell you, it has actually created a peaceful environment so that you can play with your children. It is the almighty umma 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 rat killer. <laughs> Buy three, get one free for your boys' quarters. When you buy the rat killer, you don't put the rat killer on the roof. What, what, what did Janice say? Say it depends. I didn't say in the roof, on ceiling. If you are, you are living, we need to rescue you from that. <laughs> if you put rascal on your ceiling, not inside, oh, like here, that's not life. Just leave the house for them. <laughs> Ranger rats. Just leave the house for them. <laughs> Go and start afresh. Behold, I do a new thing. <laughs> now, you don't set the trap over there, right? You set the trap on the ground or around the fridge or around the cooker or the pantry if you have one, a store if you have one. The enemy knows that he cannot trap you in the heavenlies. So he tries to trap you on earth by raising fallen men on earth to cause you to fall into his trap. Yeah. 
that I cannot be trapped for longer than 24 hours without my permission. I will show you in Ephesians. I can be trapped in unforgiveness or anger or pain. For 24 hours, the pain might still last, but the choice to forgive, to get over a hurt, God put a 24-hour time span on it, and I'll tell you, I'll show you why. Because after 24 hours, my anger becomes a brooding ground for demonic activity. And demons will begin to amplify it and endorse it and increase it and add layers to it that never existed before the 24 hours. So what starts out as a pimple becomes a cancer. If I don't understand this, it's difficult for me to evangelize. Why? Because without understanding this, I've not allowed the good news to do the good work in my own life. So, Pastor, talk to me about what I went through. Oh, that, that's great. We can talk about what you went through. But you've been talking about it for three years. And you don't feel better. That means that what you went through is not the recipe for your healing. <laughs> if it could heal you, it would have. When somebody's ill and they go to the hospital, let's say this person was involved in an accident and all of that, they don't keep discussing the accident. Once they get the facts from the accidents, looks like we need to talk. When, once they get the facts from the accidents, then it doesn't become the ongoing discussion, right? They get the facts, they write it down the minute, and then what's the next thing? They move into treatment mode. Now, the person who was caught in an accident, had a leg gashed or a body part damaged or something. The person is on, ah, oh, that person must, must die. He must die. Let, let me go and kill the person. So sit down, we need to stitch you now. We need to fix you up now. No, he must die. We need to save what's left of you. No, he must die. He must die. Who's going to die? Who's going to die? The enemy does not mind how the complication happens. He's just interested in keeping you below the divine possibilities. And if he needs to use a pastor to hurt you, he will use him. If he needs to use your fiancé, your financier, your husband, your wife. What, whoever he needs to use. By the way, this is the, this is the, someone, someone goes, oh, how come it's people, how come it's people that are really close to you that hurt you? It, it makes sense, right? Kenneth is over there. The distance is wide. She's not close to me physically, so she can't step on my toes. But can I have three people come around me? Three people. Let's just be running, I mean, moving, three people. 
Let me have three more people. Come, three more people. I, I want to show you something. Keep coming. Just move. No, no, no. Let's keep walking. Don't avoid anybody. You'll just be bumping. People are moving in a row. Life doesn't happen like that. <laughs> this is more like it. Can I have three more people? Three more people. Three more people. Three more people. Random, random, kind of walk. See how we're bumping into each other. The more God trusts you with people, the more offense will come your way. God, use me mightily. You don't know as God is using for people. Some of you, but God used your ministry to help. Will break your heart. You're not aware of that? You're not aware of that? God, I, I want to be a leader. I want to do great work for you. And one of those you are leading will go and write a post about you that is not true. Oh God, I want my business to grow. When you had just one staff, your money was intact. Now you have five staff. Three of them are thieves. <laughs> Shares are 60%. Are you getting the point? So the point is, because you live in a fallen world, not everybody can rise up to the level of your preference in daily operation. So if you are expecting a pain-free world, you are living in delusion. If you are expecting an offense-free world, you are living in utopia. Jesus said, did I not pick 12 of you and one of you is a betrayer? David said, my brother, he that supped with me, he was the one that betrayed me. So it's no one to say, why is it my family people? Because you're close. Why is it church people? Because you're close. Why is it my office people? Because we're close. Why is it those that I date? Uh-uh. Is it those that are late? Because you're close. Why is it my neighbors? The answer is in the question. They are your neighbors. Because some people are not close enough to hurt you. The closer you are, the more the hurt will. See, if somebody, can I have like a, a handkerchief or something or a ball of paper? plan to throw it sorry if I if I threw this thing if I'm throwing this thing from a disc can, can it fall on the ground can it fall it might be very holy <laughs> if I throw this right I throw this like boom the distance over time it stops what if I do this wearing glasses <laughs> I don't want to break it I, because I'm closer, I've thrown it. So the impact is stronger. Are you following that? So offense does not mean you're an offense magnet. It could mean that you're more interested in people. It could mean that you're more generous with people. I'm saying when people offend you easily. 
it could mean that your traffic ratio is higher than others. Because what the enemy wants you is to be is isolation. Isolation, let me stay away from people. So that I don't step on people's toes. He that is isolated may not be stepped upon, but really cannot step to great places. Let me just stay on my own. That is exactly where the devil wants you. Just stay on my own. Let me just stay on my own. And don't, do you know why, why you know that's how the devil wants you? God made Adam. And what did God say to Adam? It is not good for man to be what? God is good and the devil is what? Not good. So if God said it's not good for man to be alone, the devil is always trying to put men in, a, in places where they can be alone. Are you getting it? For those who fornicated, did you fornicate without being alone? Those who masturbated, did you masturbate in company? Maybe some people did. But people you did it with were also alone with you. I like this people are not laughing at all so that we will not know. Those who stole, you waited until you were alone. Oh, can I talk right now? You didn't wait. Thieves, they were still alone. Armed robber, they were still in company. <laughs> you see, you can say I don't have experience because that's now they used to steal. Are we following anything to keep you alone? And one of the things that can keep you alone the fastest is offense. So the moment God said it's not good for man to be alone, the enemy ah, strategy. The man who is alone is in a place that is not good. And in a place that is not good, evil can grow. I don't need a pastor. Check it. Somebody was hurt. I don't need a church. Check it. Somebody was hurt. I don't need a husband. I'm a woman and inside woman there's man. So there's a man in me. Check it. Somebody was hurt. Who needs anybody in business? I'm a one-man army until you go broke. Somebody was hurt. So I can't process my pain from an earthly perspective. Processing my pain from an earthly perspective makes me a prisoner of my pain. Write that down. Processing my hurt from an earthly perspective, makes me a prisoner of my hurt, a prisoner of my pain. I have to get God's mind on the matter. If God gets hurt, how often does God get hurt? How often? You know how it is? We, we are quick to say, I'm a child of God. I'm saved. But when it comes to forgiving people, we forget that part. 
when it comes to receiving forgiveness, Esther will go, I'm a child of God. I've received forgiveness. But the part of my divine nature is not only to receive forgiveness, it's also to do what? To give it. So just like prosperity and healing, I need to know God's strategy for forgiveness. God, how can people hurt you and you still bless them? How can people curse you and they still get a promotion the next day? <laughs> God, not only you be God. But teach me. Teach me. Because the Holy Spirit will expose me to levels of revelation I open up to. Before I share a few things, you know some of us, thank you guys, thank you so much. I might still need a few of you later, but thank you so much. Please let me give this to the real owner. Can we celebrate them? A few reasons why many of us struggle to forgive. Number one, in no particular order. Number one, we think that forgiveness will make us less than. True or true? We think forgiveness will make us less than. If I forgive, that means, does it mean they are getting away with this? How can they get away? That will make me less than. They cheated me. Make me less than. I remember one of my earliest occasions for hurt. One of the earliest ones. So you can imagine my school was school for the gifted, secondary school, went on scholarship and all of that. Six and around six, six people in the school at some point. So people thought the Antichrist was going to come, come out of the school. And what they used to do was that they would read the names of the first three um, people in class and the name of the last three people in class. Yeah. And I was quite popular because I was one of the school orators. So like the press club, reading the news and making oration and all of that was quite popular. And this particular semester, all of us, semester term actually, secondary school, all of a sudden we're calling names of top three. My name was not in top three. I mean, that term, I was not expecting my name to be in top three. So, but I was thinking, oh, I'm not in top three, but I'll be in top ten. I mean, everybody in that school was like hot, hot, hot. Right. Now, so, bottom three of, three of, I think it was, must have been GS2 or something like that. It was very early. Or was it SS1? I don't remember. And then they called my name. <laughs> Somebody called my name. Damn me. <laughs> Not just me. Everybody. You know. <sighs> you know assembly ground. Awkward. It was assembly. Yeah, you called top three and last three. But it was shocked. Now, I knew that that was just not possible. I just knew it was not. And every, many people knew it was not, but I mean, that was it. Now they had done assembly and everything. So after the class, because some of us went to go and meet the people, blah, blah, blah. So there must have been a mistake. It's true. Usually in top five and all of that. There must have been a mistake, blah, 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 blah. So we're going to look into it, check into it. I was furious all through the whole months. Serious hurt and pain. Because I knew it was not, was not true. Now, during the holiday, my guidance counselor person, I mean, was following, following up on the stuff. So I told my parents, actually not true. They did a miscalculation. On me. They didn't add some of my grades and all of that. And I think I was actually in the top 10. However, watch this now. They're not doing another repeat assembly. 
to come and tell everybody, ah, it's not true. <laughs> and by the way, when I say bottom three, let me, let me paint the picture for you so you know that it was not an ordinary school. If you are in the bottom three in that school, you are getting about 76% or 77% as your average. Because you had about 30 or 35 people in the class, the top person is going to get like 96% average. And everybody, it's going to be like 95.5. 94.2, 94, it was a very tight class. In fact, sometimes you might, the last person might be getting over 80%. Oh yeah, the school I went to. <laughs> but see, that was my first exposure to pain. And some of us, we never learned how to deal with pain. So we still don't know how to deal with pain. We've been safe for 20 years, for 30 years, but we don't know how to deal with hurt. We don't know. Say, look at someone, say there's a way to forgive. It does not mean you are not anointed. I know anointed people that live in unforgiveness. Are you hearing this? They are anointed. They can prophesy, they can tell Bukola what she ate yesterday, the kind of fowl that gave birth to the egg she fried. <laughs> but to let somebody just go, they cannot. So number one is we feel less than, I felt less than. Some of you, it's not great, you're like, ah, if it's great to go better now. Maybe they told a lie that you were dating a lecturer in school. And the rumor spread. Or because you were very fine and pretty, people just thought you were a slut. Even though there was no slut back then. Right. But they felt people could easily slut into. Just because you were fine and you were carrying that burden for the rest of your days. And for some of you, because people thought you were a certain way, you now say, let me even be that way. So that they will not punish me for free. Has anybody ever experienced what I'm talking about? You're a good guy, fine boy, but your girlfriend always thought you were cheating. So any small thing, who's that? Who's that? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so no, you're just a work colleague, work. You're working her, you're working her. So one day you just got tired and said, hey, she does what you want. No problem, let me also go and, let me even go and do it. So that the next time you accuse me, I will know that I am reaping the fruit of my labor. So this thing comes in different ways. Different ways. But the main reason we don't forgive, one of the main reasons is we feel we're less than. That if I forgive, then the person has won. Isn't that so? How can they win? No. I must not carry last. Even I'm not from worry. Worry not to carry last. Even me too. I'm not from worry, but I'm a warrior. number two we don't forgive because we don't know how we don't know how how do I forgive and some of us have all this misconception about forgiveness people will say forgive and forget but except your hard drive is formatted you can't really forget so forgiveness does not mean you are forgetting what happened it means even though you remember what happened and you may feel the pain of what happened, you have relinquished your right to repay them for it. 
Forgiveness does not mean I don't remember. Forgiveness does not mean <laughs> that I don't feel the pain. See, forgiveness does not mean I don't feel the pain. The forgiveness means I don't multiply the pain by trying to inflict pain on them because I'm in pain myself. Watch this, Kenneth. Kenneth, if you do me bad, come, and you don't do me bad, but if you attack me, Kenneth has worked with me for about three years, and Kenneth has never gotten anything missing. Some of you cannot even celebrate that. She's never lost anything. There's something she's looking for right now, but I know she will find it. So your record can be clean. <laughs> See, pressure, prayer. If Kenneth attacks me, right? Whatever the attack is, something like, right? And I'm in a good mood. You know that I can deflect the pain or if I uh, do retribution, I attack her back without pain is a different kind of attack, right? If I'm already in pain and she attacks me, you know that my response is not going to be commensurate to the pain. It's going to be over and above. If someone pokes you like this, it feels like, nah, why not? I don't like to touch him. But if you have a saw there, and the deep into it, your response is not just going to be what they did. It's going to be the compound interest of everything that's been done. And there are many believers who are living in compounded pain and unforgiveness. So all the nine girlfriends that broke his heart, whenever his wife speaks in an untoward manner against him, he is paying back his wife for Falashade's rudeness. Becky's pride. That sounds like the name of a fast food. <laughs> Becky's pride. Right? Shanika's attitude. This is the reason you say, kill Agbe, kill a Jew. What did we carry? What did you throw? Because we don't know how to forgive. Look at somebody say, you will learn how this morning. Number three reason we don't forgive is that we don't want to. We don't want to. Some of us don't want to forgive. We don't want. I don't want. And part of why we don't want is that we feel people have been telling us what to do all of our lives. So you now say, you can't tell me what to do in my pain. Well, I can if Jesus sent me to you. Yeah? We don't want to. I just don't want to. All my life, people say, do like this, do like this, do like this. If it was a case of sexual abuse which we hardly talk about. When I say hardly, I'm talking about a generation of the church. But, you know, I speak a lot about those things that people don't like to talk about, like lust and sleeping around and rape and all of that because people are dealing with those things. Now, if some like sexual abuse, you don't want to forget. Why? Because you either manipulated me, skimmed me, or you told me what to do. So now that you've had your way with me, you still want to tell me what to do. No, you cannot tell me. And where the attitude comes from is from a human place. 
But the enemy will capitalize on it to let you know that even your pastor cannot tell you what to do with your pain. That even Jesus should not tell you what to do with your pain. But Jesus says, come to me all ye that are heavy laden. He's saying, I am going to give you rest. Why? Because this load is not allowing you rest. This person has even forgotten, which makes it worse. Makes it worse. You see the person, say, eh, eh, eh. you look familiar. If I, if I slap your face into 2006. <laughs> but here I am. Bound with coughs that nobody put on me but me. I'm a mobile warden of my own prison. And I'm left to carry compounded pain. Why? Anything you keep in a savings account will yield interest. So if I save the hurt, I save the pain, I save the displeasure, save the anger, it's yielding interest over time so what the person did was 5,000 naira worth of pain but 20 years I've turned it to 50,000 naira so I'm now a pain merchant what do I do with it what do I do with it so number four is that we feel entitled what's the entitlement the entitlement is I have a right to this thing well, you know what I want to tell somebody? You may have a right to the pain, but you have a greater right to freedom. You have a greater right to freedom. And both of them cannot coexist. Actually, pain and freedom can coexist, but pain and unforgiveness, sorry, freedom and unforgiveness cannot coexist. I want you to understand something. The fact that you forgive does not mean the pain has gone. Because a freedom fighter finally gets the victory, but he's lost the limb, right? That pain doesn't go just because you're now an independent state. The person is bleeding. <laughs> so there is even after forgiveness care. Which we don't talk about. Forgive, 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 give, give, give. So what is the divine strategy? Much of my time. Jesus teaches us in our text, Matthew 18. Poor Peter must have had a hard time. I don't know who had vexed Peter that day. Maybe it was Judas. <laughs> small thing. Guy collect money. Requisition, requisition. Money for fish. I want money for perfume. I want money for oil. Ah! Where is it? Peter went to go and meet boss. Boss Alpha. How many times can I forget? seven times I suspect that Peter had forgiven six times so I was waiting for just one more for their cup to be full do you know what Jesus said Jesus said I do not say to you up to seven times but up to 70 can someone ever find transition that says seven times seven up to 70 times seven and then immediately says 
Forgiveness is not just a human issue, it's a divine issue. Because see what Peter does, or Jesus does, he immediately elevates Peter's perspective from the earth to what? From the earth to what? Shout it. From the what? The earth to heaven. Isaiah 55. Peter, you cannot forgive effectively operating on the same level as those who cost you pain. This is the reason hinging your forgiveness on an apology is wasting your time. If they apologize, I will forgive. It makes sense, but it doesn't make faith. It makes human logic. It doesn't make divine nature. It sounds sophisticated. It does not sound spiritual because it's not spiritual. There is no place in the Bible where we're commanded to forgive when they apologize. If they apologize. If they send a gift. Of course those things can be helpful. But you know, my holiday, throughout my holiday that time, I wasn't having a, good, having a good time. And part of it was I was putting myself in the middle of it. Because one of the things that stands in, in the way of forgiveness is putting myself in the middle of it. So everybody now thinks that damn is an olodo. On top of his eloquence. Maybe that's eloquence. Chai. See my reputation. <laughs> he says, so, so an apology may be good. An apology may be helpful. But an apology is not the key to healing. Do you know why I'll tell you why? Do you know why I can tell you? An apology may not satisfy your definition of an apology. Because an apology may be that somebody kneels and, and cries and weeps and that's their best. But you go, no, 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 you can't apologize to me here. You know, all those men and your friends who were laughing when you were raping me, you need to gather all of them together. We need to reenact that sin. You know how you abused me in front of the audience? Everybody that was in that particular meeting called him. So where does it end? Now, is it okay to appease if you're the offender? Is it okay to appease? Of course, you need this appeasement, right? But I want to speak more to those who are banking hurt. You are doing banking with hurt. You've stored hurt in current accounts. So you can easily make withdrawals once people check in. Some of y'all didn't get that. Some people are doing fixed deposits with the hurt. Government bonds. I have a bond with the government. This thing must yield interest. I must start from the heavenly perspective. Jesus said it's accounting. He says, I do not say to you 70 times 7, but up to 70 times 7. I do not say to you 7 times, but up to 70 times 7. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts. Now, he's saying that forgiveness is like accounting. Vicky, you know why? 
if somebody has hurt me that hurt is only as strong as how I take account of it <laughs> this is the reason the greatest areas of hurt are the areas I pay the closest attention to or that I account for the most If someone takes your handkerchief and soils it, does it really pain you? Does it really pain you? If somebody takes your phone screen, smashes it, and it happens to be a Samsung, will it pain you? Why? Because you've spent more on the Samsung screen than on what? The handkerchief. So in terms of the accounts, both actions are destructive, but one is more painful because of the value you attribute to. Are you following this? So the enemy will always seek to hurt you in the things that you attribute value to. This is the reason your obsession is information to hell about where to attack you. Oh God. Have you not noticed that when you love money a lot, you have a lot of attacks with your money. You save it, save it, save it, invest in this thing, it goes down because the enemy knows that your heart is in that place. So he says an accounting issue. And the God is like this king. Please, someone help me find the modern day equivalent for 10,000 talents. Dollars, because I want to show you the disparity. I had it somewhere in a while ago. Disparity between 10,000 talents and 100 denarii. 10,000 talents and 100 denarii. This is an accounting issue. One billion dollars. Are you sure about that? Are you sure? What do you have? 3.48 billion dollars. And how much was the other guy, the 100 denarii in today's currency? 3.48 billion dollars that the servant was owing. Now, because God is a God of justice, what's justice? Justify. When you're typesetting on word and you put justify, what does it mean? Everything balances. Okay? Left and right. When you're setting an account, what do you want? The account must balance okay so God is a God of justice one settled account but it says that this person is owing 3.48 billion he, he comes he falls down Cooper the Bible says that he begs have mercy have mercy have mercy he cries out for mercy then the king says oh it's okay to me you're welcome the king says it's okay go for it you know be free and all of that no charge no charge Nothing, go free. But the Bible says that this same servant, he looks around and he went to find. Went to find another person. And that person was owing what? 100 denarii. This one says how much? 20. Is that what's in modern? modern? $20,000. 11,000. Okay. So let's just say $12,000. 3.48 billion. 
Four eight billion. You were forgiven of that. Yet you go around and you find one person who's owing eleven or twelve thousand dollars. Since Amplify Classic has given us the, the contempt, twenty dollars here. What does it give us in the verse before? Ten million dollars. So let's even use the smaller figures because these new figures are today's currency. So ten million dollars. Are you seeing? He was forgiven. Then he goes to look for somebody who's owing him how much? Twenty dollars. And what does it say? The first thing he caught him by the. Somebody say he choke. Holy share accomplice. Let me let me use you. Let God use you. You were forgiven. This is the story of the believer who does not forgive. Says you were forgiven all this amount of money. Ten million dollars. Then you find somebody. Who, ah, that was hard. Ayala, I'm sorry. Boom. Caught him by the throat. Said, pay me what you owe. Then he now, he didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. Give me the next verse. His attendant fell down, begged him earnestly, give me time. He did not even say, I will not pay, unlike you. You said, I can pay. Why? The reason he couldn't pay was that it was an eternal debt. $3.48 billion. How long will it take? How long will it take? Yet twenty dollars. Pere, someone say pere. Not pere, or say pere. I thank God that the blood is bigger than white money. Twenty. Twenty dollars. Don't let me start. By the way, don't watch it too. You just see snippets on, on IG. $20. So give me time. What did this guy say? So I will pay you all. What did they say? Verse 30. But he was unwilling. This is why I said one of the reasons we don't forgive is that we are not willing. Jesus before he healed certain people would say, will you be made whole? No strategy on forgiveness will work. If you are not willing. Forgiveness is not a gift of the spirit. It's supposed to be the outflow of the fruit of the spirit. It says he went out and he had him put in prison. Till he should pay his debts. And then he said he must. Give me verse 31. When his fellow attendants saw that what had happened. They were greatly distressed and they went and told everything that had taken place to the master. I want to show you this. Because I need to close. And I had five points to give you. Oh yeah. I'll list the five points and teach them in the second service. This part is a part Many people in church don't pay attention to. Let me show you. There's a judicial system in the heavenlies. 
They are courts. There's the court of God. That's why Jesus is called an advocate. The blood speaks because there needs to be evidence, exhibits. So the blood is primary exhibit. He says that when the fellow attendants saw this, who are fellow attendants? Other servants, human beings. Do you know that when you don't forgive other people, the systems of the earth start speaking about that issue? Are you following? Now, wow. So he couldn't forgive his wife. That is empowerment in the courts of the spirit for demonic spirits to raise an occasion against that person. Oh, pastor doesn't forgive. Oh, now wow. He didn't even forgive his flock. Or oh, the flock didn't forgive pastor. Ah, now wow. They are voices. That's why the Bible says the blood speaks better things. Which means there are voices in that court. Are you following this? He says they got to the master. When they told everything that taking place to the master. Guess next thing. Then his master called him and said, you contemptible and wicked attendant, I forgave and canceled all that great debt of yours because you begged me too. Verse 33, and should you not have had pity and mercy on your fellow attendant as I had mercy and pity on you? Verse 34, and in wrath, the master turned him over. What did the master do? To what? Do you know what this means? This does not mean that God will throw this person into hell. It means every kind of thing that the believer should have been insulated against by walking in the divine nature of forgiveness. The person is now exposed to them. Because what the believer has said is I will take the matter into my hand. God, I don't need your protective surround support system. And so the person is going to deal with mental health challenges, emotional torment, lack of confidence, inability to speak. Why? Because they are more sin conscious, not their own sin now, the sin of another. And they cannot see good when it comes. He says that the torturers, the jailers, who are the jailers? The forces of the fallen world. The people that place limits, the spirits that are responsible for restricting access, movement, says that they will jail till you should pay all. In other words, the equivalent, so there's a calibration system. <laughs> so the equivalent of the sufferings, right? Because now this is how it works. Because you did not forgive somebody else, all the other things that you should have been insulated against, all your own wrongdoings as well are now empowering the demons to come against you. In other words, you didn't forgive somebody else. Let's say that you were careless with your phone and your phone should not have got... Just an, an example. I'm not saying the fact that your phone got missing means that you didn't have forgiveness. Just an example. The day you left your phone, remember, uh, I think it was uh, Chidobim that came that helped me last week or two weeks ago. The protocol guys that left my, my iPad here and then, I don't know how many minutes after we left... He came and brought my... It's happened before to you at places. You left your phone or something. Mercy found it. Or money. Or you were running later. You thought the interview was two days. Mercy. Now, all those things the mess should have covered for you. 
when you are not forgiven other people, you will be feeling the direct heat. This is Jesus speaking. This is not Old Testament theology. Jesus is saying, and let me show you verse 35. Do you know what it said? So also, my heavenly father will deal with everyone. He's not the one torturing you, but he's just stepping aside to let Koboko touch you a little bit. Write this down. No matter what they owe, write it down, no matter what they owe, it's in my best interest to let them go. Is it easy? Not on the flesh. Does it become easier when we operate by the spirit? You are not called to ease. You are called to Christ. We are not called to ease. We are called to Christ. And so being a Christ follower is not a call to enjoyment. Broke up with me, ran off with my best friend, impregnated her. They are triplets. And here am I, 33. There are two threes in my name. But they have triplets. Me, I don't even have ordinary one. Five things. I'm going to list them. I'll teach them in the second service. It's part of my intro to the next message. Five things I need to do if I'm really going to forgive. Number one, I need to acknowledge the hurt. Ignoring the hurt does not mean I'm forgiven. Could be I'm sweeping under, under the carpet. I need to acknowledge the hurt. I must acknowledge it. Don't live in denial. Acknowledge the hurt. Number two, very important one. I'll teach you this one in the second service. Allow yourself to be cheated. There's Bible for it. 1 Corinthians 6, 7 to 11. 1 Corinthians 6, 7 to 11. Now therefore it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? I don't know why we've not taught a lot of this. 1 Corinthians 6, 7. 7. Now therefore it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Discovered it five or seven years ago. It changed my life. There is such a thing as playing the fool. It's not psychology. God said, allow you. There are some cases you know that if you drag this thing on social media, you will win. You know that if you throw money at your publicist, you will win. You know that if you expose this thing. Now, I'm not talking about people who are habitually wrong. So, people need to be exposed. Yes. For the sake of their own salvation and their heart. Some people need to be. I'm, I'm talking about a one-off thing or a mistake or an accident or some kind of violation. You know that if you take it to any court, you will win. God says, sometimes just let it be. Why? When they said vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. People think that repays, I will do them bad the way they did you bad. No. Vengeance is mine. The way they did you bad, what you lost for being done bad, I will repay to you. Yeah. 
but you're busy trying to repay repay but the problem with repaying is you don't even know how much they owe you you think you do you don't but as long as you're in the repayment mode God cannot come and help you with that one you have to continue paying he said why do you not rather let yourself so number two the believer is called to a life where he knows that I will be cheated and it's fine it's fine because it's freedom don't forget freedom happens where forgiveness is freedom does not mean there's no pain it means there's peace I'll teach it in you can also write 1st Peter 2 21 to 22 for this also you were called because Jesus also suffered for us leaving us an example Jesus suffered for us leaving us an example that we should follow his steps it says when it was reviled he did not revile in return when he suffered he did not threaten but committed himself to him who judges righteously right number three surrender your right to punish them this is forgiveness the Jesus way surrender your right to punish them number four make the decision to forgive and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and number five so in when you release yourself to the Holy Spirit it includes prayer and worship prayer and worship and number five is trust God to bring something greater better and sweeter out of it let me read something from Judges 14 14 I'll teach it better second service John 14 14 John 14 14 sorry Judges 14 14 Judges 14 14 I want to see that Judges 14 14 so he said to them out of the what eater came something to eat and out of the strong came I taught you weeks ago I said the devil does not have the capacity to create anything evil that God cannot bring good out of in the second service I'll touch on this a lion came against Samson a young lion came to devour him the word says that Samson he took that lion he tore it and the carcass of the lion was there but when it was coming I don't know how many days or weeks later when it was coming back along the same route he found bees and honey inside the carcass I feel like closing with this one the lion was supposed to eat him the lion was supposed to devour him the lion was supposed but God had something sweet in mind what it means is that when that accusation the persecution the abuse the loss the heartbreak came against you it was a test if you respond to that thing with your divine nature and you tear it open you are saying God I'm ready for honey 
You're saying, God, I'm ready for honey. You don't know where the bees will come from. But as that line was roaring, God already knew I have bees in mind. As your heart was breaking, something sweeter was being prepared for it. He says, something sweet is coming out of something strong. And out of the eater is coming something that you will be able to eat. God never allows anything break your heart without honey in mind. Never. But as long as you're dancing around the lion, the bees cannot come. Because if you are standing around the lion when the bees are coming, what's going to happen? You think they're coming against you, right? They might even sting you. Leave the carcass, walk away. Over time, the bees will come out of it. This is the story of redemption. This is the reason you cannot be an effective evangelist without embracing reconciliation. You can't even be, you can't fulfill destiny God's way without living from the premise of forgiveness. It's not possible. And sometimes God will allow people intentionally hurt you because you need to grow into this revel. Are you following this? Go and ask every great minister, heartbreak after heartbreak. The difference is some people have learned to heal faster. So what, what do you do when you are cheated? Don't forget, I said forgiveness is about accounting, right? What do you do when you're cheated? Just say, it's $20. Some of you are not getting that. <laughs> Compared to my $10 million. They broke your heart, it's $20. If you don't know that, do you know what it means? You will live a $20 life instead of a $10 million life. Because the money you cannot walk away from is bigger than you. The hurt you cannot walk away from is bigger than you. The heartbreak you can't walk away from is bigger than you. And you know this because you will start defining the entirety of your life around that thing. God not, wants nothing but Christ to be the center point of your reference. The cross has to be the reference point, not what happened to me seven years ago, 15 years ago. So what do you do? You have to go back to the cross and you have to surrender it. Is an accounting issue. Don't forget, I'm not minimizing your pain. I'm maximizing your revelation. I'm not making light of your issues. I'm putting your issues in a new light. Can we come to the cross today? Can you stare the ten dollars in your ten million dollars? Some of you know the ten million dollars you're owing, the lies you told, the lies you're still telling. In fact, for some of you, the lies you're actually leaving because what you think, what you say is the truth is not the truth. So you're owing in some area. Oh, you didn't cheat sexually, but you cheated at work, at home, against God. release that anger you might not be able to release the pain but you can release the anger how do I know Ephesians 4 says don't let the sun he never said don't let the sun set on your pain he said don't let it set on your anger and anger is the sting of pain so remove it first right the first thing they do if somebody is poisoned struck by a serpent they cut out the poison, right? The place is still swollen. The place is still botched, but remove the poison. 
Don't incubate the poison. Don't multiply. Don't increase it. It's like compound interest. You put it in an account, it yields interest. Oh, there have been people who hurt me bad. Hurt me bad. And yesterday, a conversation still came around one of them. But you know, you know you're really free when you see something they do or something they say or something, and you actually try to feel the pain. I'm just like... who they are that's who they are when you see through the cross you see it lighter you see it better you see it better and let me also say this forgiveness is a skill you can develop the spiritual skill you can develop just like you the first time you try to pray and fast you started to pray for one hour it was hard now immersion two hours three hours four hours Letting go of stuff is a skill. So you need to, ex that's why the Bible uses words like exercise yourself. Exercise yourself. Lift the weight. It's hard, but you're building muscle. Lift the weight. It's hard. But 7 kg, 10 kg, 12 kg becomes easier. The Lord is not lighter. You're stronger. And it's only babies that report everything every time. Like Ronell, he reports everything every time. Some things just... <laughs> but you grew into it. You grew in it. And listen, if you're planning to build anything great, you must be a master in, forget, in, in, for, in forgiving. Don't forget. It doesn't mean you have to forget the experience. Because you need to learn from it as well. You also need to filter people who you bring into your space. Test people well. You know, before committing more of yourself keep your distance sometimes you know but I'm focusing on the fo you know you you learn you learn if you want to build anything great business and employ somebody who will give a job will talk bad about you maybe even before leaving they will steal your money some of them or your reputation or maybe your clients you want to start a church oh get ready oh get ready You want to get married? <laughs> don't bother if you don't know how to forgive. Don't bother. Just, just remain. You want to be a true disciple? You, you have to forgive. And for some of you, guess who you need to forgive? Yourself. Because you've not forgiven yourself, it's difficult to forgive any other person. So when you're reacting to people's offense, you're actually reacting to yourself. So forgiveness is a gift you receive and then you pass it on. You pass it on. You pass it on. It does not mean you become a doormat. It, be it means you become a bridge. Father, there's a conversation that we know you will continue in our hearts, continue in our minds. We trust you with it. We trust you with all of it, God. We trust you with all of it. We trust you with all of it. We trust you with all of it. Thank you, Father, for walking on our hearts progressively. We choose to yield. We choose to yield. We choose to yield. We 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 yield. 
Lord, hug somebody who needs a hug. Touch somebody who needs a touch. Feel somebody who needs let me just say this to you at some point at some point if you're a true disciple you will have to let it go the question is why postpone it because at some point listen offense and hurt is no longer offense and hurt Offense and hurt becomes a test and a trust. What it means is, can I trust you with it? Because if I can trust you with it, I can trust you with something bigger than it. Because something bigger than it will attract more hurt than what you already have in your hands. Are you seeing now? So that's why it says it will give you over to the torturers gonna be in jail and when you're in jail you will see the world move past and pass you by and say but I have greater potential that's because you're busy but you're busy nursing something God wanted to purge and I know that many of us have different temperaments and all but please the cross is bigger than your temperament oh, I'm choleric I'm always angry Please. The cross is bigger than your anger. Oh, I'm melancholy. I incubate things. Please. The cross is bigger. But please, the power of the cross over every heart. The ministry of restoration and reconciliation. Thank you, Lord, for the progressive work of healing. We give you all the praise, our Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Somebody say, I receive it. How do you win spiritually? You don't win spiritually as in with God. How do you win with God? You don't win with God by wrestling God. You win with God by surrendering. You wrestle flesh and blood. You wrestle a principles and powers, but you surrender to God. Jacob wrestled God. Guess what happened at the end of the day? Who won? Who won? What happened to Jacob's heap? What happened? Do you know that Jacob could have lived the rest of his life without a broken hip? Whose fault was the broken hip? Huh? When men scar you, they can heal. When God scars you, you will live with it. Don't wait for God to scar you. Some of you don't know how deep that is. Don't wait for God to scar you. If you're really a destiny figure, at some point, you have to let it go or God will break you. And you'll be like, God, I surrender. So just surrender. Are you, are you getting the point? What I'm teaching is very weighty. But I'm, you know, I'm just saying in a light way. And this is something I've walked in personally for years and years and years. 
capacity is defined by how well you can extend mercy because it's the glory of kings to overlook a matter is that not in the bible do you know what to overlook is? It does not mean to deny its existence. It means I'm looking beyond it. Looking over it. Look at your brother. Say, this does not define you. Say, 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 this does not define you. Some of you need us to talk. You need us to bond and connect. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.